Welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. And this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Good morning. Happy Monday. Yes. How are things in the loo? Uh, Kids went back to school. Yes, mine too. (laughs) Praise Jesus. Yes. Yours went back a couple days before mine, but Mm -hmm. mine today, this Monday, this episode. (laughs) Yes. So what are you going to do today? (laughs) Lay Um, by your pool alone. (laughs) That's what I told Emery I was planning on doing because it was going to be like 90 something degrees. (laughs) It's good. I'm really hoping that everybody has a healthy, full school year. As normal as possible and as safe as possible. And we hope that for your kids, too, if they are going back into an in-person setting. Yes. Oh, my kids mm-hmm. need it. They're, they love it. Oh, They're, yeah. oh, my gosh. They were so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Well, I we're recording this before mine, so I'm hoping mine will be happy when they went. They're going to be so morning. happy. You're going to be happy. <laughs> we're all so happy. No one stay safe. Yes, <laughs> we can yeah, keep exactly. the train on the track. <laughs> right. I know. Oof. Anyway. So um, I have a funny story that I have been waiting to tell you. And um, I mean, it's like funny-ish. Okay. So my mom is almost 80 and she works at the mall. <laughs> Oh my, why did I, I know. not know this? She just, it's like part-time, <laughs> it's funny. And um, she just works like a few hours a day, you know, a few days a week, whatever. It's at like the help desk. <laughs> at, oh, like oh, in the mall. On. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's like a kiosk in the middle of the mall and she works there. And she, for some reason, this past last week, she was working a real late shift. And so she was there until the mall closed. So she didn't get off until like eight thirty, nine o'clock. And so I, so I'm like, somebody needs to walk you to your car. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to get security to walk you to your car because it's be dark. It's an empty parking lot because the mall is made closed. She's like, okay, okay. I'm like, I'm serious, mama. You need to get somebody right, to walk yeah. you to your car. No kidding. She's like, I swear I will, I swear. Okay, so I freaked out anyway. And so I'm like calling her at 9.30 to make sure that she got home. Mm-hmm. She's not answering the phone. Oh my goodness. So she's not texting me back. So then my sisters are call- texting me and are like, have you heard from mom? She was supposed to work until nine. She's not answering. We can't get a hold of her. So all three of us are like frantically calling her. <laughs> like frantically texting her i'm like she didn't have somebody walk her out like she didn't listen to me so then finally i mean wes is calling her my husband's calling her oh my lord it was so ridiculous like for an hour we're all doing this so finally we're like we're gonna have to send somebody down there we have to call my brother whatever so then my sister calls her phone again and she's like um you know, just just we're all calling and texting, and somebody answers the phone. A man uh, answers somebody. The phone. What? Yeah, a man, and she's like, "Uh, hello, who is this?" And he's like, "This is Bill." And she goes, "What are you doing with my mom's phone, Bill?" I don't know that she said that actually. That's what I said. <laughs> it makes the story better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your story, Bill? Anyway, so Bill is a security guard at the mall. And apparently my mom's phone was setting 
on the counter at the kiosk in the middle of the mall and it kept ringing off the hook. And so finally, Bill was like, I better pick this up. Like, I think somebody might be, he knew her, right? And he's like, I better pick this up. I think somebody's probably looking for her. So my sister's like, so it's fine. She just left her phone at work. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. No, no. Bill could right. be a liar. Bill could yeah. have our mother. We still need to have someone <laughs> She's like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, she was fine. She was at home. She left her phone at the mall. And the next day that I talked to her, I was like, Mom, you need to get it together. Or I'm going to put you in a home. I'm not going to do this. You need to get it together. <laughs> Don't threaten a home. Gosh, no. <laughs> anyway. So there was that. Did, so I was on. Does she like, only have a cell alert. phone? She yeah. Okay. I yeah. No, she, had she just has a cell phone. Phones. So she was just she just forgot it at work, and it's all fine. I'm like, no I think mom. it's so funny too. Number one that, um, she didn't think like I should just go back and get my cell phone because people she, are gonna be worried she, about me. <laughs> She said she did think of that. And she was like, I am not going all the way up there. She's like, I'll just go in the morning. (laughs) So selfish. Number two, (laughs) that she also didn't care that her phone wasn't there. Because I would have been like, well, I have to have my This is my only means of like communication to the outside world. (laughs) Right? I know. So a different generation, man. She was fine. So it all worked out. I should have started with that probably because people are probably like, who is Bill? I'm choosing this is the crowd. Anyway, it's fine. It's totally fine. She's Everything is fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. Shout out to my mom. Yes. You were so gosh. So glad you're okay. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so no <sighs> crime occurred there, but I do right. have one if you would like to hear it. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Okay, let's jump into this case. This was a suggestion by our listener, Maddie. Oh. And this case happened in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, which is near where the babes in the woods were found. I'm going to say, that sounds familiar. Yes. So it's a really small town, and it's crazy that they have had um, some of these cases. And that babes in the woods case super good case so if you haven't listened to that why haven't you go back and listen to that um so this is the same area as that this case is also also old it is old that's what i was just gonna say it reminds me of the helen clevenger case that you did yes Mm -hmm. um because this case takes back and takes place back in 1914 and it is unsolved So go back and listen to Helen, too. That's a good one. And that's an unsolved one. So, okay. So on Saturday, May 23rd, 1914, at around 4 p.m., a tenant farmer named John Lutt was finishing up his work for the day in the fields. And as he was leaving and locking up and doing whatever, he noticed that the door to the cellar was open. So do you know what a cellar is? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so it's like a basement, if you don't know. It's underground, it's made of cement, and it has two big double doors that open outward and then stairs going down into it. So it's like, if you've seen The Wizard of Oz, 
and they mm-hmm. go down into the cellar when there's a I was gonna storm. Say, aren't they like, uh, yeah, storm cellars? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he used it for to store equipment and um, whatever, like farming stuff is what he used it for. So he notices that the doors are open and he hadn't been in there that day. And so it was odd that the doors were open. So he went over because he wanted to close the doors. And as he looked down, he noticed that there was something laying on the floor of the cellar. So it's really dark down there. And he walked down the stairs a little bit and realized that it was actually a a woman. It was a young woman laying on the ground. And he assumed that this woman was drunk. Uh, I'm not sure that it's not clear why (laughs) he he assumed (laughs) that. Does that happen often? (laughs) Right. You find drunk women in your cellar in 1914 a lot. I don't don't really know (laughs) why this was an assumption. But he thought maybe she had come down the stairs and fallen or had passed out drunk. And he poked her with his foot, but she didn't move. So he went down further into the cellar and got closer to wake this woman up and noticed that her face was very blotchy and unnatural. And he realized that this woman was dead. So John ran to the nearest phone, right? Because it's 1914. So and calls the police and they come within minutes and police confirm that the woman of the bo- at the bottom of the stairs was in fact dead and she was identified as 19-year-old Hazel Myers. Wow, 19. So Hazel Myers was born in 1895 to her parents, Katie Rickroad Myers and Parker Myers in York Springs, Pennsylvania. She was the second child out of 12. Oh, wow. Ooh. So she was the big old family. And we don't know much about her childhood growing up. This is 1914. It's really hard to find any information on these real old cases like this. And if you do, it's like pictures of newspapers, not the actual articles. So Mm. they just don't really delve into a lot about who she was. But we know that she did not stay at home. She didn't like living at home maybe because she had such an enormous family. We don't really know. And so she had been staying for the last 10 months with her grandmother, Julie Myers, in downtown Carlisle. So where she grew up is 20 minutes away from Carlisle, and her grandmother lives in Carlisle. So she had come, left her home to come and move sort of into like the bigger city and -hmm. lived with her grandmother downtown. Again, not much is known about her, but it's rumored that she liked to live a little bit on the wild side. Mm. So by this time, she was 19 years old. And in 1914, a girl of her age was sort of expected to be married and well on her way to having children and homemaking. And, you know, I mean, 19, you're you're getting a little bit vintage back in the day. (laughs) So we know that Hazel was not doing any of those things. And people said that she preferred to associate with the lesser status population of the community, community, namely the boys, the lesser status Mm. boys. It's said that she liked to hang out with indigenous, the indigenous population in town. So these are um, American Indians, travelers, vagrants, you know, homeless folks, things like that. And her wild side may have been why she decided to leave home, move out of her parents' home and into the city. But we have no way of knowing if any of these rumors about her are actually true. This is just what the people said after her death. 
So Hazel's family was immediately called and came to Carlisle devastated. And her father did do an interview with the papers after her death. And he did say that their relationship had been strained. Okay. There was no specific information as to why or what that meant. Okay. So Hazel. Hazel was found fully clothed. Her head was bloody and beaten. She was laying on, this is strange. She was laying on her side with her arm under her head, cradling it like a pillow. It's like, you know, when you sleep. Yeah, you're sleeping. Yeah, like you were like laying on your head like you were sleeping. It literally looked like she was asleep. And that's what the farmer thought at first, right? He thought she was just laying there asleep. And she had been there long enough for decomposition to set in. It appeared, because of the way she was laying, that she had been killed somewhere else and placed in the cellar in that position to make it look like she was sleeping, maybe so that people wouldn't be alarmed or like would just be like, oh, there's mm. some <laughs> drunk sleeping girl in our cellar. I don't know why. Anyway, the only visible footprints in the cellar were John Lutz, the farmer. So they didn't okay. find any other footprints that they noticed around. Her cause of death was determined to be blows to the back of the head with a blunt object. And the murder weapon was speculated to have been a club or a bottle. And they think that the murder had happened the night before. So the night, so she was found at four o'clock on the 21st. And they think that she had been killed the night before on the 20th of May. Okay. So they did a search of the surrounding area and they found what they call tracks leading through an open gate. So coming from the cellar leading through an open gate and they follow the tracks about 150 yards away from the cellar. They find two empty whiskey bottles and a scrap of a bloody skirt. So it's like a oh. scrap of fabric or her skirt, but it has blood on it. Okay. So this again, this is 1914. We do not have sophisticated forensics here. We don't have DNA. We really don't even have good fingerprint analysis. I feel like most of the time in these old cases, they're like, oh, yeah, we got fingerprints. But then they're like, oh, we can't use them. They're not very good. So nothing. There's really no evidence to pinpoint who it actually was. Mm-hmm. Hazel was last seen by her grandmother on May 20th, so the day before she was found, and she had left for the evening and didn't return, but her grandmother was not alarmed by the fact that she didn't return because apparently Hazel would very frequently travel the 20 miles back to her parents' home to visit them, and she would do it last minute without telling her grandmother, and so mm-hmm. her grandmother assumed that's where she was. She had just left for the evening and then decided to go see her family and you know, she would be back when she came back. So, Mm -hmm. no, which is another little bit of evidence. I think that Hazel kind of just did whatever she wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Um, But she's a 19-year-old woman. She can. So a man traveling home on the night of May 20th reported hearing an altercation in the street near the farm where Hazel was found. He reported he heard a blow, then a fall. Then he heard a male voice saying, now you've killed her. What are you going to do with her? What? But the man reported that he didn't see anybody. He just heard this. You know, because you just hear that and you're like, huh. Right. Keep walking. Just keep going. Yeah. Always call somebody. We say this all the time. 
So mm-hmm. as you can imagine, this is a small town and Hazel's death was very upsetting to them and it became news. So the local newspaper published an article about Hazel speculating what may have happened to her. And I am going to read you part of this article because it does become important. And it's so funny how they talked in 1914. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it says, quote, the back of the whole tragedy is the same old story. It is the story of a country girl leaving home, coming to a larger town, falling in with bad companions, undergoing troubles and hardships, and her final ghastly end. Ghastly. What? <laughs> yes. It was mm-hmm. ghastly, but we don't call it that now. Right. So <laughs> the article, not sure if picked up on this, was very clearly implying in 1914 terms that Hazel had a reputation about mm-hmm. town. Again, we have nothing to corroborate this for sure. We don't know. But as you can imagine, this article led to many rumors about what happened to Hazel. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of theories going around on who may have killed her and why. And I'm sure you want to hear about them. But you have to wait till after the break. So the first rumor theory, whichever you want to call it, that the police looked into was that the murder was linked to some male students at the Carlisle Indian School. Hmm. So this is a school in Carlisle where the local American Indians attended. And it is reported, right, as we know, that she liked to hang out with the indigenous community Mm -hmm. in the town. And she was seen at a picture show with one of the boys on the night of May 20th. So this is the night before. Is that just a movie? It was the picture show, you know. Yes, it was a movie. They were probably watching Charlie Chaplin. Right, yeah. I think he was was a movie person Mm -hmm. back then. Mm -hmm. And then there is a report that there had been a bar brawl in a bar that is frequented by these students, this population. It is speculated that perhaps Hazel was there, and she was involved in the fight or may have been hit in the head by accident. And they had to put her there because they didn't want to get in trouble. Mm. This is one of the theories. They interviewed all of the students in the school, all of them, all of the wow. male students. And eventually everybody was cleared. But some people still believe that that's what happened to Hazel, that it was one mm. of these boys from the school. There's really no evidence of this, but mm-hmm. it's just a theory. There was also a rumor that Hazel had been on a group date with some other young people. This is funny. This theory is known in newspapers as the disgraceful cab episode. What? Yes. This was very disgraceful, what these young people were doing, reportedly. Mm. Sightings were reported of six young folks, three men and three women, who were riding around town in a horse-drawn carriage on a joyride, drinking and just carrying on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not I know. Horse I'm not. Carriage. Yes. Joyride. 1914. I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure that's what it was. I mean, it's not like joyrides, like just were invented when cars, you know, and like, whatever. Yeah, they were the, so they funny. were the OG cruisers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Disgraceful. Yes. It is believed that this was like a lover's lane type joyride. It's speculated that they were, you know, 
doing the no pants dance. And some people believed that something went awry on this date. They were drinking. Things happened. And Hazel was killed as a result. This was also, it was also reported that they were like cruising around in the location where that man had heard the voices on the street. Mm. So that would kind of corroborate that because we knew there, there were two men on the street. This guy heard their voices and, you know, it's around the same area, kind of around the same time. So, but the identities of these joyriders were never confirmed. Oh. So they never confirmed, they saw them in their horse-drawn carriage, you know, whooping it up. But they don't really know who they were. They can't confirm that Hazel was one of the people that was actually with them. So we don't know. Mm. Okay. But some people still believe that that's what happened to her. It's also reported that on May 21st, the day Hazel was found, that earlier that day, she had been seen walking around Carlisle with a man who bears an unsavory scoundrel reputation. That's a quote. <laughs> Those are not my words. <laughs> okay. These people, I'm telling you, this was news. Like this, I don't mm-hmm. know if you can tell, but it's like very sensationalized mm-hmm. in the papers. The things that they were writing about it. It's, it's like comical. I mean, the disgraceful cab episode, the scoundrel, mm-hmm. unsavory guy. Okay. So eyewitnesses say that these two were friends, that they were walking in the direction of the farm where Hazel had been found and they were seen doing this. The man was known to be a criminal. He had a very bad reputation. He was a scoundrel. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was staying in a local hotel and they did go and they did question him. And when they asked him, did you murder Hazel? He said, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, but, you know, he's a scoundrel. He's going to, you know, he says what he wants. So he was eventually let go due to lack of evidence. But he was held for quite a bit as a person of interest. But they just didn't have any evidence to link him to the murder. But it is still wildly speculated that he was involved. I don't know about that because he. they said that they saw her the day she was found. But we know that her body was already decomposed in a way. So I'm not sure the timeline of that really matches up. But people highly speculate that he had something Mm. to do with her death. Okay. In Hazel's room, investigators found a photograph of an Italian man named Salvatore Ike Grancelli. So on the back of the photograph was written, To my love, Hazel, Ike. So who the heck is Ike, right? Right. So they track down Ike, and Ike works a few towns away, and he does something to do with coal. Like mm. I don't, I don't know if there's any mines up there or something, or if there were back then. But he works in coal somehow. But Ike had not been to Carlisle in several weeks because he was working out of town, which is confirmed by his employer. However, on May twentieth, the day before they found Hazel. Ike had been involved in an accident on the job where he was standing in the back of a coal truck and they dumped the coal truck with him in it. So he was dumped into something, a bin or something, and all this coal was dumped on top, top of him. So he was badly hurt. He was like beat up, bruised, and he actually was off work until May 25th. Mm. So this happened on the 20th. She was found on the 21st, and he doesn't come back to work until the 25th. 
Now, it's believed that he was in no condition to travel back to Carlisle, kill Hazel, and drag her body and put it in the cellar. But who knows? I mean, it's always our motto that, you know, it's always the husband or the boyfriend. Could Mm -hmm. Hazel have been pregnant or told him that she was or was he scorned because she was with these other men? We don't know. We don't Mm -hmm. know. But he was cleared because they said he was too injured. And his employer said, no, no, he's been here. He's been here. Trust me. Right. Even though he wasn't at work. Right. We do know that. So in late May, a couple of weeks after Hazel was found, the police received a letter from a vagrant. A vagrant is just a homeless person known as Bun Donald. Bun said that he believed a lady named Cora Dayton had killed Hazel. The police knew Cora. She had been arrested before for vagrancy. She was also a person who was living on the street. She was pretending to be a male and saying that her name was Clarence. And Bun said that while he was squatting in a barn, he had overheard Cora talking to another man saying, I'm glad the Myers girl is dead. I always said I would get her for laughing at my short hair. And I'm glad she's dead. So the police tried to find Cora, but were never able to locate her for questioning. So it's almost like she fled. She disappeared herself. So Hazel was buried in a cemetery in her hometown of York Springs, Pennsylvania, and no one has ever been named a suspect in her murder, and it is still unsolved. Oh, my word. Mm Mm-hmm. And this case is so old, there's not even a picture of her. What's she going to post on social media? (laughs) I'm going to post her headstone. It's so sad. (laughs) So our theories are we have one of the indigenous boys from the Indian school or that she possibly was involved in a fight and was accidentally killed. We have one or both men on the disgraceful joyride. We've got the scoundrel, we've got the boyfriend Ike, or we have Cora the Vagrant. All of those theories wow. of people who may have killed Hazel. Or was it the farmer, John right. Lutt, I was gonna say. who found her, who, as far as I can tell, was never really looked into, but I'm sure they did have to clear him. I don't know. And I guess I'm assuming they think that she was just like thrown in there since there's no other like prints, fo- footprints or anything. But she wasn't thrown in there. Remember, she was laying very like, oh, that's gingerly. Right, yeah. She had, she had, she was laying on her side. She wasn't just, just tossed down there. No chance that she landed that way. <laughs> Not from what the reports I read. From the reports I right. read, she was most definitely like placed there and positioned in that manner. I was, I was wondering if she was hit over the head and like kind of tossed down there and she wasn't dead and maybe was like just like she ended up positioning herself that way because she wanted to make herself somewhat comfortable but and she just couldn't that is a possibility that was never mentioned in any reports but that i'm here for that yeah because i mean what what else what other explanation would you have i mean i guess you could take a broom and sweep your prints out, but right. wouldn't you notice that too? Like, well, if you're going to be that swept? careful to cover things up, you would think they would have taken the two whiskey bottles and the piece of fabric that was 150 yards away. Well, that's true too. Yeah, but they didn't do that. So, and who who's who's to say that those were even related? 
I mean, they couldn't necessarily say that that was her blood because we didn't have that back in 19. But it was her skirt, a piece of her skirt. They believe so. They believe Mm. so. But it was never like identified like forensically. Mm. Right. If it was her blood. So. Wow. That's interesting. We just don't know who killed Hazel Myers. Another unsolved mystery. (laughs) The theories are abundant in this one, and they are ghastly. Yeah, and it's never going to be solved at this point. Like, there's just no chance. No, I mean, I I can't imagine that they're even still looking into it. And in fact, so many of her siblings are no longer alive either. Right. Probably. I mean, there's some that are still alive because they were like way younger than her because there was 12, remember? So... Mm -hmm. But they are old. But they've never gotten closure on what happened to their family member. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Well, that's an interesting one. Probably one that we never would have found on our own, I feel like. Never. Yeah. And she made a trailblazer. Yeah. Thanks, Maddie. I wonder how Maddie knew about it. She she is from that area, I believe. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Hmm. Interesting. Well, well, thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks for bringing it to us. Appreciate that. Who killed Hazel Myers? Yes. Weigh in. Weigh in. Oh, <laughs> sorry. When you said <laughs> it, it same. sounded like you were like, um, win. <laughs> oh, weigh in on who you, I'm very country. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> very country. <laughs> I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> Every now and then it comes out and I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yes, you got to come find us on Instagram and Facebook and tell us who you think it is. Yeah, I always Wait, pick the boyfriend. I don't think his alibi is solid. I know there, but he's got one, but I can't. I um don't remember when you said. Did they say what date he got hurt? The day before. The day before right. she was it's found that, is the day he got hurt. The only reason I would think no because. Like, maybe if it was the, you know, five days after mm-hmm. that was the end of his leave, his right. <laughs> medical leave, and he was a little bit better. Yeah, you're right. But I feel like the, f- the first day after he gets injured, if it, w- I don't know how badly it was, but clearly he Was got he off the- even really injured or right, was yeah. the employer so. covering for him? You know, these were times. People oh. did shady things like that because they could. He's Italian, too. Maybe he's in the mob. What? <laughs> I said he's Italian, so maybe he was in the mob. <laughs> exactly, man. Tight-knit folk. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that story. And You're welcome. It, it just annoys me that we don't know <laughs> what that yes. happened. And my my mind always reels on these. Like they just cut my it's always spinning. And I sit mm-hmm. here thinking, what could it be? Hmm. <laughs> I just wanna know. I just wanna know. Yeah, you gotta sit with it for a while. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I don't have a lot of stuff to post this week, but Right. Well, because I there's just no pictures. Right. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay because we're gearing up for serial se- killer September, so we can start like Post and not start posting, but like start promoting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a coming. It's a coming. Yeah. In two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. It's exciting. So, yes, it is. Y'all come join us. It's going to be fun. It will be yes. fun. It's, yes, it's It'll going be to a be. fun month. It's always a fun month. 
for right. yeah. everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for us. Our heads hurt every day. And <laughs> we're in a very dark headspace all of September, yeah. but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> Good thing we took some time off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, anyways. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, and thanks for interacting with us. Let us know your theories. Find us on social media and send your theories into us. Send in any more suggestions because, again, you guys always prove to have some good ones and we do look into them. So just keep them coming and write us, send us an email, whatever you want. Find us on all, all the platforms. And always remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets. <laughs>